I am so excited. Today is Youth Senior Sunday. And, and as Mackenzie said, we have 27 seniors this year. And I'm excited because we're in this room where last year we celebrated by waving at you, which we're waving at you too, through this television camera right here and waved hello and we weren't able to celebrate together but everyone in this room knows the milestone of graduating everyone in this room also knows what that means because today we celebrate and guess what tomorrow life happens amen that's why today is so important is because we celebrate not just this achievement, but we celebrate who they are and what they've accomplished in their faith here at Lover's Lane. Because when you don't know what else to do and you don't know what else to say, you can always pray. And we teach you how to do that, right? We teach you when we don't have the answers, we know that God always does, and so we can dive into our scripture and know exactly what that means, and sometimes not even fully understand, but what we do know is the presence of God is always there, and will be with our kids. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you, young people, for sharing your gifts with us today and being with us. Thank you, mom and dad, for allowing that opportunity, and we thank you for that. I don't know about you, just for a side note, I can't believe it's May. Like, I feel like for a minute, I felt like January was a whole year. And then I got to February 1, and I don't know what happened to March and April, and now it's May. And in two weeks, guess what? It's going to be June. I think the pandemic slowed us down a little bit. That's what I'm going with. What do y'all think? Amen? All right, Amen Corner, I just need to know, are you here today? That was okay. Are you guys out there? Top in an amen for me. Are you out there today? We want to know and we want to hear from you. What we want you to know is you matter to us and we mean that. We mean that from the depths of who we are. You matter. It doesn't matter where your life has been, where your life is going. It doesn't matter what people have told you. What we know is that you are fully and completely loved by God. Amen. And you matter. You matter to us in here. So thank you for being with us. We're excited to see you. And can I get an amen? If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to. If you've been vaccinated, hey, it's the small things. Amen. Veronica, amen. Amen. So we've been in a series called Unnamed. Because we have found the scriptures. I don't know what that was. We have found the scriptures and stories that have touched our lives throughout history and throughout the years. But we don't know the name of the person in the story. Many of us have those type of stories, right? The first week we talked about the woman with the, the alabaster vase that poured the oil on Jesus. Last week we talked about the woman who all she had left was oil and flour and was going to make it and then die. And Elijah comes and says, no, make a little bit for me and the rest for you. And I promise your oil will fill and your flour will fill. Hmm, and today, as our scripture was so beautifully read, we're going to talk about Pharaoh's daughter. 
Pharaoh's daughter. Have you ever thought about the story of Pharaoh's daughter? This is one of the coolest stories ever. And this is a story that not even Hallmark could write. Only God could write a story this beautiful, this crazy, and this wild. I mean, think about it. Pharaoh has said every baby boy that is born will be pitched into the Nile River because I don't want any males. There'll be too much power if these men come along. I will have too much coming against me. So every male baby during this time was ordered to be thrown into the Nile. Have you ever seen the Nile River? It's like a horror movie when you think about it. So imagine being a mom. You're pregnant. And you're not just pregnant. You're pregnant with a baby boy. And you have that baby. What do you do? So for three months, she hid that baby. Three months. And you can imagine, if you've gotten to the point where you've had a three-month-old, you know that they go from sleeping all the time to wide awake and crying a lot. That three months is significant if you've had a baby because you know that first two weeks, you're like, oh, I can handle this other than the lack of sleep. I can handle this because they sleep all day. They sleep all the time. That doesn't last long. So what does this mom do? This mom puts this baby in a basket and puts it in the river. Now I'm believing that she knew right exactly where to do that because someone would find him. And she was right. Someone did. And it wasn't just someone. It was the Pharaoh's daughter. So the Pharaoh, remember, is the one that has ordered that all of these babies are killed. And now all of a sudden, what you going to do about it, Pharaoh? Your daughter now has a son. She finds this beautiful baby boy. Now, that's just part of the story because here's where it gets really good. Guess what? She goes and she looks for someone to take care of that baby. And guess who she finds? The mom. The mom. And she doesn't know this is the mom. She just knows she needs someone to care for that sweet baby. And what does she do? She finds the mom. So all of a sudden, this mother doesn't lose her baby She not only gets to raise her baby, but she gets to raise her baby with anything at her disposal, anything she wants. Only God could write that story. She legally gets to raise this boy. The unnamed woman, though, that changes history for us all in this story that doesn't even know it is Pharaoh's daughter. And little did she know how God would use her. How God would use her to change the course of history and against her own father. And I love, Dave, my favorite part is when we get to the end of that scripture, is Pharaoh's daughter is who names him Moses. 
Moses. This story, like our last two stories from this series, shows us once again that the greatest acts of love come from when we give all that we have. This time, it's saving your child. I mean, if you want to get someone angry or upset or worried, you threaten a mama's child. Jesus, fix it. There is nothing in this world when our mamas, dads, you got to give mamas just a second. We celebrated this last week. But when you mess with our babies, there is something that just happens and we have no control. We have no control. It just happens. I mean, like, there's this other person that comes up and rises up and you're like, I didn't even know I had that person. And this mom had to come up with some kind of plan, and she did. Hmm. This mom did all that she could do. It was the last opportunity that she had to save her baby. And so sometimes what we learn from this story, the first thing that we learn is that even in fear, Even in the scariest of moments, we have to step out on faith. We can't see it. We don't get it. We even feel like we're crippled with fear. But we have to step out on faith and we have to do something. Amen? Amen. She knew she had to do something for this child. Or guess what? This child would die. Some of us are afraid to move, aren't we? Some of us are so afraid because we've been living in our shame. We've been living in our disgrace. We've been living in what the world has told us. We've been living in this feeling of fear because uh, there's nothing else to do. And with God, what we discover in this story is there's always something to do. Because sometimes our story isn't for us to tell all of it. The good thing about this story is it comes in parts. Because the first part was mom. Then the next part becomes Pharaoh's daughter. Then guess what? The third part comes back to mama again. Then it goes back to Pharaoh's daughter again. Sometimes... God doesn't need your input. I know this is the thing I have to remember. God doesn't need me to tell him what to do. God doesn't even need me to tell him how to write this story because God's already got this story on the move. You see, this baby was protected from the day this baby was born. Fear can paralyze you, but God can deliver you. Fear can paralyze you, but God can deliver you. And here's the deal, you can't deliver you, but God can deliver you. God can deliver you. So then, here's the part I struggle with. So I almost didn't even put this in the sermon today because I'm like, oh. You got to follow the plan and let God do the rest. Y'all can say amen. Amen. That's a hard one. We have a family lake house that is like 
one of our favorite places to go. And I assure you, I would not have put Owen in a basket and let him just float to the neighbor's house. I would never have done that. Unless I knew that there was something greater than myself or my own plan. Maybe mom knew, maybe mom didn't. Have a clue that Pharaoh's daughter would find Moses. But what she did is she sat back and she followed the plan and she let God move. Now I find that hard because here's what I want to do. And don't leave me hanging because I know I'm not the only one. I want to say, okay, God, just sit here and let me see if I can handle this. And if I need you, I'll come get you. Am I by myself? (laughs) Or hey, here's another one that I like to do. Uh, But God, have you thought about this? That's a good one. Or, or, how, how, how is this one? But God, if you'll just do this, I promise I'll do this. It doesn't work very good. All of us in this room have played gamble with God here. God, if you do this, I'm not going to do this. God, I really do know better. I have experience at this. And God, there's no way today is the day you're going to do a miracle. There's no, there's no way. We've all been there. But we have to follow the plan and let God do the rest. And let God do, that's the hard part. Sometimes the bleakest things are when we see the most. You know, in the darkest places of our lives are when our eyes seem to be open the widest to see really what is happening. We get complacent. Putting that baby in a basket was just the beginning And oh, the beginning it was. Only God could write this story. Only God. I love thinking, Don, about when Pharaoh's daughter would walk up to that mom and say, Hey, I've got this baby. I really need some help. And can you imagine when that mama walked in and knew that that was her baby? Because she followed the plan. Then what she began to do is she let the story tell itself. You have to let your story tell itself. You have to, did you hear me? That didn't, I didn't say you tell the story. You have to let your story tell itself. Once you have put your faith out there and let the story tell itself, for no one but God could tell a story in your own life better than he can, right? 
Does that make sense? Because he's already working just like he was already working for Moses. He was already working that plan because there was something major for Moses to do. So do you think a basket in a Nile River was going to stop that? She, she would be able to teach him his culture. The mother would. Think about it. She would be able to teach him his culture, his royalty culture. She would always be special to him the rest of his life. She had this bond with him that she would have never had because she let the story tell itself. Now, side note that I thought was interesting, Don, about this is what is it with Moses and water? I mean, seriously, it's like the river, he floats on a basket. Then all of a sudden he's going to part it. And then the next one, he's going to tap on a rock and it's going to come out. And I'm like, what is it with Moses and water? Because the story was telling itself. We get that opportunity, guys, to let our story tell. And some of you go, yeah, well, my, my story's not Moses. Because it's not supposed to be. Your story is your story. Your story is just like this mom, just like the woman who had just flour and oil, just enough, just like the woman who had the alabaster vase and poured the oil on Jesus. You have something that only you can give. Only you can give. What do you choose for that to be? And to our young people today, there is so much I really want to say to every single one of you. But what I would say the most is live your story. Live your story and what God gives you. Whatever that is, if he's given you a talent, if he's given you the ability, if he's given you this, uh, this, this gift of discernment, if he's given you this gift of being a servant, whatever that is, use that. There is always someone who needs you to give what you have. There is always going to be someone who is going to understand when you give it because you're the only one that can. Young people, I would challenge you to know this. I want to tell you, life can be really hard. You think high school is hard? All of a sudden, they give you this thing called a checkbook. And now you do it all online. Then all of a sudden... They tell you, you got to figure out what you're going to do with your life. And I, I loved going to college because college for me taught me how to learn. But life is hard. And here's what I want you to understand secondly and first and foremost is that you're not going to do something for God. You already are doing something for God. God's not waiting till you hit, oh, about 30 and then going to use you. That's not how this works. God's been using you just like he did for Moses. God is going to use you and has been using you your whole life. 
So yes, your story has already begun. Your story matters. And there are people, regardless of how young or how old you are, they're looking at you to get your story right. They're looking at you to make a difference because they don't know which way to go and they're following your lead. And you don't even know it because you may not even have a name to them and they may not have a name to you, but they are following your lead. Moses grew up and he changed the course of history because a mom had faith and an unnamed woman found him and saved his life. God will put people in your path that will guide you that will help you. Some will have names and some will not. You may never, ever know who they were, but you will know their story. You will know how they touched your life, how they changed the path for you. You will know by what they have poured into you. What every fiber of who they were, they poured into the fiber of who you are and you don't even know who their birth certificate reads and what their name is, right? You can also be that person, young people. You can be the person that they may not know your name, but they know who you are. There's always a way to make a difference. There's always a way to make a change. We step out on faith. We follow God's plan and we let our story tell itself. I had a person tell me last week, I don't have a really good story, Dee Dee. And I'm like, well, let's hear it. And they were a retired veteran had been in the military for about 36 years and lots of war wounds in their life lots of being in war and what they had seen feeling like God could never forgive them for everything they had seen And this gentleman, when he stopped me, just had tears gently running down his face. And he had seen our sermon series from last week. And he said, I want to tell you, this is the only part of my story that I think is any good. I said, okay. And he said, the only thing I had to answer for all that I went through in the Korean War is he said, I saved a buddy of mine. He said a phosphorus grenade had landed right next to him and he was burned about 82% of his body. And he said, I don't know how we did it. But he said, I was just about six feet from him, close enough that I felt it, but far enough away that it didn't affect me. And he said, the only thing I knew to do is I had to get my buddy out of there. We were taking fire and I didn't know what else to do. So I grabbed him under the arm and he said, I drug him. I don't even know how far I drug him with his body pretty mangled and his body burned and him screaming and he's in pain. 
And he starts telling me this story, and I start crying. And it was an ugly cry. And he said, I got him to our safe point. They picked us up, and he said, for a long time, I didn't know what happened to him. We couldn't find out where we were. It was hard to get communication, and I had no idea what had happened to him. And he said, about six months later, he got a letter. And his buddy was still recovering in the hospital, but he was able to write, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. That's all he wrote. And I said, but do you know that your story now helps him tell his story? Did you know that your story now helps him tell his story? And I said, well, have you seen your buddy since? And he said, as a matter of fact, he said, I saw my buddy about two years later. And he said, all we could do was hug and thank God that we were still here. And he said, all we could do was cry because we knew what we had walked out of. He said, and then all we could do was just stop and thank God. Because we still had a chance to tell our story. I said, well... I said, quite frankly, that's a pretty incredible story alone all by itself. And I said, maybe that's the story you should continue to tell. For God used you to save a man, and because you saved a man, his story, which now, by the way, here's the best part, that gentleman is now a pastor. And he's a pastor in a large church. And I said, because you told yours the best way you could in the worst of circumstances, he now gets to tell his every week. That's the God who saves. That's the God who stands. That's the God that will never leave you or forsake you. And that's the God that will say, just use what you've got. That's all you have to do. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the God that you are. I thank you that you are a God who stays and you are a God who listens and a God who understands and a God that knows. And just like you did for Moses, you are doing that for us every day and we get the chance to do that for others. We get a chance to be your hands and your feet. We get a chance to tell a story that is bigger than our own story. It's a story of you and the grace and the mercy and the love that you give that is unending. And we get that opportunity every day. God, you come down and you rescue us. You're never far from us. You're always with us. Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you. In your precious and your holy name.